So hello, this thought for the day by Richard Morgan is called It Takes One to Note One and it was based on the readings for the day from the Christadelphian Planner from the 5th, sorry, from the 4th of May 2020. It Takes One to Note One. There are a number of reasons why Saul of Tarsus was a great choice to preach the gospel message his Bible knowledge, zeal and courage being some of them, but perhaps one of the most important reason was his perspective. He had his eyes opened by the Lord Jesus Christ. He never forgot where he had come from. He had authority to say to the Jews, I became a Jew in order to win the Jews. To the outside, the law, I became as one outside the law. And he says that in the first of Corinthians 9, verse 20 and 21. Because he knew what it was like, he understood how different people thought and what their perspectives were, because he'd been there. Perhaps that's why he was so stern with his words directed towards Emmaus the sorcerer, which we read about in the readings in Acts 13. You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. So why did Paul make Elimaeus blind? because he knew what it was like to be an Elimaeus. He knew what it was like to be blind, to be spiritually blind too, and made crooked the straight paths of the Lord. Interestingly, this is the first time we have his name Paul mentioned, but Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, this was Saul of Tarsus, finally converted a process that started on the road to Damascus, but continued during his return home to Tarsus, Acts 9 verse 30. For what was probably about 12 years. No doubt during that time he poured over the scriptures, seeing them in a brand new light, shining forth the Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere Paul went, he would go first to the synagogue in the city, armed with his new found understanding. His knowledge of the text of the law from his upbringing as a Pharisee meant he was the, the match for every rabbi with which he came into contact. His knowledge of Christ would allow the gospel to flow through that understanding and convince others as he had been convinced himself. But more especially, he was the apostle who would be sent to the Gentiles. After preaching to the Jews later in the chapter we have read, these, these famous war, uh, words. And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation 
to the ends of the earth. Verse 46 and 47. The words Paul quoted are from the prophecy of Isaiah, <clears throat> which is one of Paul's most quoted books, especially the latter half. <coughs> Excuse me. That's because it's all about preaching to an idolatrous world. Paul is setting out to convince Gentiles to turn from idols to serve the living God. And Isaiah, Isaiah's prophecy is perfect for delivering that message. The specific words quoted by Paul are from Isaiah 49 and verse 6. The context is applicable to Paul's preaching ministry. But let's focus on chapter 42, which uses similar words and reads, I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations. Notice the connection between the words, I will take you by the hand and Saul being led by the hand. In Acts chapter 9 verse 8, after being made blind, then the next verse says, he is a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeons, from the prisoners, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Those are very similar words to what Jesus said to Paul when he chose him. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared unto you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and a witness to those things which you have seen me and to those things in which I appear to you, delivering you from the people, from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you to open their eyes, so that may that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Acts chapter 26, verse 16 to 18. Notice how Jesus also called Saul a servant and a witness, echoing with the first receipt recipient of Isaiah's prophecy, the nation of Israel, which in the next chapter in Isaiah is addressed with these words, ye are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. Isaiah 43 verse 10. Paul was taking on the mantle as God's servant to witness to those nations about the one true God of Israel. Paul when he was Saul of Tarsus, was the predicament of the people he preached to. Despite being a Jew, he was no better than the Gentiles, spiritually blind, in darkness and in prison. But his new Lord had set him free. We too have been set free from the darkness of sin and death. We know what it's like to be shackled by the flesh. We can use our experience to preach the same gospel, one true God to a world desperate for good news during these difficult times. Well, thank you for joining us for today's thought for the day. We hope and pray that you'll find it to help and encouragement. You can read the thought on the website, BibleTruthAndProphecy.com. It's in the section under Meditations, under It's the Thought That Counts. Please have a look through them. Um, they're wonderful thoughts and wonderful encouragement as we go about our daily business. Please join us again next time for another thought for the day. Thank you and God bless.